0: Hi, and thanks for hitting the snooze button. My name is Neil Hedley. Welcome to episode 6B, a special bonus episode of the snooze button, a special midweek episode as we pick up where we left off. Listen, if you're coming into the snooze button cold, if you haven't been here before, first of all, welcome. Second of all, I would highly recommend that you go back one and listen to the episode before this one that came out on Monday featuring Dr. Ravi Alada from Northwestern University. He studied 20 years worth of Major League Baseball games, thousands and thousands, and I think he said 40,000 games, and found a link between jet lag and the number of home runs that a pitcher will give up if they are being impacted by jet lag. And once you know that stat, you can't unsee it. It starts to factor into all kinds of things. So... I would highly recommend going back and listening to that episode with Dr. Ravi Alata because it will put a lot of this episode's conversation into context as we talk to Dan Shulman, who does the radio games during the baseball playoffs for ESPN. So we're going to be chatting with Dan in just a second. Also want to give you a quick heads up that you would have gotten – Access to the Dan interview, in fact, all 27 minutes of the Dan interview, had you been one of our bedheads. Uh, that came out on Monday, and bedheads, who are our premium subscribers that pay a dollar a month literally a dollar a month for access to enhanced content, if you will. Um, They got the Ravi a conversation and the Dan Shulman conversation as one big 50 minute episode that went out on Monday. So this is the edited version, but still a lot of gold here with Dan Shulman from ESPN. Uh, First of all, um, I'm going to give you the same question that every guest on the Snooze Button podcast gets, be they a rock star or a neuroscientist or somewhere in between. And it's a loaded question for you, given what you were up to. How did you sleep last night?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'm on the West Coast and I'm an East Coast guy. So it was my second night on the West Coast. So uh, I fell asleep in a, in a heartbeat, as I normally do. Uh, I think I was up until about 11 o'clock west coast time and i woke up at about 5 five fifteen west coast time so for me that's not bad on my second night out west my first night here i was up at about three forty five because i was still totally on east coast time so you know to get six six and a half hours on my second night out west is actually uh, not a bad deal for me
0: is it ever tough when you get back to the hotel after a game that you're just so wired because it was an exciting game or or have you gotten over that part of your career now?
1: There are times when sometimes I just, you know, seven o'clock game, eight o'clock game, whatever the case may be, go straight to the room and and I can pretty much, go right to sleep now if it was a really exciting game maybe i you know i do the wrong thing i turn on the tv i turn on the laptop i get on my phone i get on twitter whatever the case may be and then once you do that of course even though you know you're going to make that that's going to make it harder to fall asleep if you're curious and interested you end up doing it but if i'm being smart if my flight is early the next day that's part of the equation too am i flying the next day what time is the flight so if i'm being smart you know i i go into the room I brush my teeth, turn off the lights, get into bed. But it doesn't always work that way.
0: You're a guy who, I mean, I would love to have access to your frequent flyer miles because I'm sure you're (laughs) all over the place all the time. Tell me about the challenges, because we just talked to Ravi Alada about the challenges for, you know, professional athletes, uh, particularly those who are going from the West Coast to the East Coast to play. But for you, who's potentially in a different city every night. Talk to me about the impact that has on you and particularly we'll get back to your sleep, because I'm assuming sometimes that's got to be a challenge for you.
1: Uh, It is. And and it's it's getting harder as I get older, too. I think you can bounce back easier when you're younger. Like when I was in, I guess, my late 30s and early 40s for a while for ESPN, I was doing college basketball and the NBA uh, both uh, simultaneously. So this didn't happen every week. But like as an example, I could have a Thursday night game, college game um, at Syracuse. And I could have a Friday night NBA game in Oklahoma city. And then I could have a Saturday college game in North Carolina. And then I could have a Sunday night NBA game in Memphis. And that was hard, you know, because not only do you have to get there, but you got to be prepared too. So you've got to get your sleep when you can, and you've got to be productive when you're awake. And that means working on planes and, and stuff like that. And I'm not complaining. I love my job, but, but, um, You know, back then I could get by night after night after night on four hours, five hours, six hours, and still manage to do the games. I can't do that anymore. But uh, so, for an example, this week I spent the weekend in St. Louis. I did three Cardinal games. I flew home Monday to have a day at home with my family. Tuesday, flew to Oakland. Last night, did the A's game. Today, flying to New York. The next two days doing the Twins and Yankees in New York and then flying to Minneapolis to continue the series there and that's that's typical for october that, that's that's the kind of thing so um you know, you have time change, which make which complicates things a little bit. Like this game would have been easier for me had it been in Tampa than had it been in Oakland from a from a sleep perspective. But I, I think I've become used to it, and I've become. I'm sure it's like a lot of other people. You know, I'm sure doctors deal with this. I'm sure uh, many many people deal with this. You you become used to functioning when you don't have the optimal amount of sleep. So, but but as I get older, um, it, it's like when I was 30, I never would have said. Well, I should go to sleep at 10 because I got to wake up at four to catch a 6 a.m. flight. And now that's like a priority for me. It's because I know it's going to be difficult for me to function the next day if I don't get what I need. And, you know, I try to work on planes. Inevitably, I end up falling asleep halfway through the flight. And I'm sure I will on the way from San Francisco to New York today. But uh, yeah, sleep as I get older, sleep is moving higher and higher on my uh, on my important list you know and then you'll have the odd night and this happens in baseball more than any other sport like every now and again a game goes 15 innings <laughs> and uh you know it, it's it's okay to be tired but um it it's not okay to sound tired on the air like uh, everybody who's watching is watching for a reason the game's important to them this is uh, it's entertainment for them and so i think that's one thing that people don't understand a little bit about what we do I don't want to say it's performing, but it's it's almost, it's like a singer on a stage. It's like an actor in a play. Um, you are you're being yourself, but you, you have to provide a higher level of energy than you would if you and I were just sitting there watching the game, or out for dinner, or at a bar, or something like that. So there are games, and it's it's happened a lot to me in the playoffs when there have been long games, and I, I do radio in the playoffs and. Radio for me for a play by play guy requires um more energy. it's just you're you're driving the bus more as a play by play guy on radio than you are on T V. And there are games where I've gotten off the air in the in the postseason in October and I've said, I'm wiped. Like I'm really, really tired and and uh but again, you you, you You know, it's a, you find a way to deal with it. It, It's, it's a wonderful job that I have. And if, if being a little bit tired here and there is the, is the worst thing that that's not so bad. I just have to make sure that when I have the opportunity on an off night or something like that, that I'm, that I'm smart and I get back on track with my sleep.
0: I'm I'm very conscious of your time, so I've only got uh, you know one or two more quick things to throw at you. Doctor Alata talks about you know because we're looking at a scenario where the Dodgers and the Yankees are both still very much in the playoff picture, and hey, we could have a Dodgers-Yankees World Series where we're looking at you know we don't get the luxury of the travel arrangements they had in uh, the last collective bargaining agreement, and we might end up with a scenario where. They're flying into New York from the West Coast for a game, and everybody would expect that there's going to be the performance hit that Ravi Alada alluded to in our conversation a few minutes ago. Does it affect, in your experience, the players off the field as well? Like, is it is it are they crankier? You know, for example, in the interviews that they're doing pregame and stuff, if they're jet lagged, or does everybody just kind of accept it as you know what? This is part of the gig, and this is what I do for a living, and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's part of the gig, but like there are times, um, you know, when I was 20 years ago, teams took batting practice every day. Now they don't because rest is more important. If you have a Saturday night game and a Sunday day game, you, you know, like if you're a, if you're somebody who's lucky enough to get like passes to be behind the, the cage during batting practice, don't do it on a Sunday. Nobody hits on a Sunday. And that's a hundred percent because of rest, extra inning game, cancel batting practice, long flight in, cancel batting practice. Uh, they call it show and go, just get to the ballpark and go play, be there 45 minutes before and go play. And I think that's smart. So um, yeah, listen, if, if we have a 15 inning game and then we're back in there for a day game the next day, um, when I walk into the clubhouse, it's a little more sparsely populated than it normally is. And everybody's a little bit more subdued than they normally are. So I, you know, whether there's a, uh, for sure there, there's a decrease, I would imagine in performance and, and they're, they're, they're professional athletes, but they're like anybody else. They're like anybody who, you know, a doctor, a, a plumber, or a broadcaster, a teacher, anybody who's had a short sleep night is going to be a little bit off the next day. And, and that's, you know, we're all human. So um, I, I think everybody gets it. Um, but when they, you know, when they say play ball, they got to play and we got to call the game and everybody does it as best they can.
0: Well, and like Robbie said just a few minutes ago as well, I mean, if if you look at this Dodgers Yankees scenario, if the Yankees recognize that their game three starter is going to be on the East Coast, there's no point in having him at the games in Los Angeles because then he's just going to be fighting jet lag when he comes back. So I'm sure you see that all the time, too, especially in the playoffs where there are players that just don't make the trip because they don't need to be there. And why add extra travel and rest issues on top of an already complicated situation?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You see it in the regular season when a team will send the next day starter, if he's starting at home at a different time zone, they'll send him home early. They might fly him home commercially a day or two early. I don't know that I've seen it as much in the playoffs because there are times in the playoffs when crazy stuff happens, extra innings, or a pitcher gets hurt. Now you got to move somebody else up and and or have him pitch in a different situation and you run the risk of not having that guy if you don't take him. But it, it is it is very interesting and, and If we get to a a New York Los Angeles World Series, it's a good question. I'll be, uh, the games one and two would be in New York, and I would be curious to see if the game three starter, whoever that would be for the Dodgers, if he would go to New York. So, but then there would be three games in Los Angeles, so I think the Yankees would have to bring everybody uh, with them. But, you know, the other question, and, and teams are looking at this differently sometimes too, is do we fly after the game? Uh, Or do we let the guys go home, get some sleep and fly, you know, 10 in the morning the next day? And I think more and more teams are starting to fly on the off day, uh, whether it's regular season or in the postseason, rather than get in at four or five in the morning and, and all that stuff. Let them go home, let them sleep in their beds. Set an alarm, get to the airport, and and get there middle of the day. But you know what? I'm glad we listen from. There's so many different things in sports, from nutrition uh, to weight training to concussion protocol, and rest is is part of it. And, and I'm glad people are focusing on this more because uh, whether it's in sports or just in any walk of life, you know, someone. Like you said, you battled with it. As somebody who's dealt with insomnia, it's not something to be taken lightly. Like, they're, you know, we know there that it, it causes physical issues when you don't get enough sleep. So especially for people who travel, the more research they can do, the better. And I'm always open to hearing about new things.
0: Whether uh, I wish you were calling games for my team, but uh, my team kind of stunk out the joint this year. Um, But it's not the baseball playoffs if I don't hear Dan Shulman calling the games. And so I I appreciated uh, you being able to make time for this today. Dan, thank you so much. And we'll keep an ear on you all through the playoffs.
1: All right, Neil. Thank you. Take care.
0: There you go. Dan Shulman from ESPN, the radio voice of Major League Baseball. Um, listen, thanks for being here for this. A reminder that if you want information on how to become a badhead, because uh, there is another. 18 minutes of conversation with Dan Schulman that gets into how he got into sports broadcasting in the first place. And if you don't know anything about Dan's career, he came at it from a place that you absolutely would not expect. And it's a fascinating story. Um, But we've got that. We've got all kinds of other insights about the 2019 Major League Baseball playoffs. That's all available in the full length version of the episode that is available to our Bedheads, our premium subscribers. The subscription is a dollar a month. And you can find out more about it by going to thesnoozebutton.com slash podcast. And you click the link that says become a patron. Next episode comes out on Monday. My name's Neil. Thanks for being here for The Snooze Button.